Hey there, this is the Block Clip Chicago podcast, our weekend It's All Good edition. I'm Meridian Fierro. On today's episode, we'll find out more about a potential White Sox move and why businesses near the ballpark are stressed out. We'll also explore how Rogers Park neighbors are trying to save a historic building from the wrecking ball. But we start today in Lincoln Park to a neighborhood frame store with a rich history. For a normal frame store, the mission seems simple. Customers have some art they want to hang on a wall. The store frames it. End of story. However, Frame Chicago in Lincoln Park is different. This family and minority-owned business uses the artwork as inspiration to create frames like you've never seen before. John Hansen reports from Frame Chicago. You know, framing was probably something that was dying out. Yeah. People were ready to go to Ikea and settle, Crate and Barrel and settle, Target and settle. And um, through our connections with the artists, through Instagram, through the community, we were able to say, start spending money on your walls and start investing in Chicago artists. And it's that collaboration that created Frame Chicago. It's a Chicago story all the way through, and the shop personifies the city in every way. The family business started the same year I was born. So, you know, my parents needed a, a side hustle to make sure that they could take care of me and raise me. My dad's delivered pizzas. He's gone door to door at high schools, try to sell trophies. Our family was always in business. My older brother, who was diehard business person, whenever I went back home to visit him, he asked me, what are you doing? I said, I'm working. He just shook his head every time. He, he said, wanted you to open a business. He wanted me to open the business. So I opened up the business in our basement, doing the trophies, awards, and engraving. You really were a team working together. What was that like for you? Um, I really liked it because um, Shafiq was born in 1981, and I wanted to be a stay-home mom so I could take care of him and work from the basement. The shop was created to help take care of the kids. Now, the kids are taking care of the shop. Shafiq and his younger sister Alicia have grown Frame Chicago by offering frames that expand and complement the artist's vision. We're a very creative family. We're a very competitive family, and we all bring different ideas. So my sister would have ideas, hey, let, let's push it a bit. Let's try something different. And then I'd look at it a different way. And then my dad would come in and really kind of uh, hone it in, and we would try different things creatively. So we were the first ones in Chicago, first ones really in the US to try coloring frames, adding color within frames, doing something that was different than the establishment. So I always love asking the client a little bit more about where it's gonna go in their home and kind of learning about the space, if there's any colors in the room that we can pull out or you know, if they have any other frames or styles of frames. Um, just you know, kind of understanding where it's gonna go really helps me think about the design. So I'll give you a couple hooks. Um, so you can hang it when you get home. So this one to me screams like extending the artwork, hand painting the full package, right? So when you look at this texture, I want to extend it out. Maybe I want to bring in a coffee bag, kind of extend that out and continue to tell the story through the frame. So what I would recommend here is actually layering two frames on top of each other, one being this neon to bring that color out. And then again, I love the chunky ornate, so I would pull the silver chrome to kind of mimic the tones here. I love that. We see the customer when they come to pick it up. When we open the piece, it's a wow factor. I love it. That's what we do. We love it. That's a get satisfaction when we see the wow factor. 
and every one of us gives us the wow factor. Frame Chicago has also become a haven for minority artists who don't get a lot of exposure. The walls of the store are covered in the works of... Hebrew Brantley, Ronald Jackson, Be More, Delisha, Noel, Scent Rock, J.C. Rivera, all of these are artists from the city. What I love about it is it happened organically. Nothing here was scripted. It was our love for art, our love for the art that we love, that happens to be Chicago artists um, from communities south side, west side, north side, and opening up our shop to the artists. Artists feel very comfortable to um, show their work here, to use this as a gallery, to use it as, as an experimental space, to give us their originals before anyone else to frame them. And this became a safe haven, a comfortable place for artists to come to display their work, show their work, and get their work framed. This is a Chicago store, and it's called Frame Chicago. The most important word in our store is the word Chicago. So it would be an injustice if this store didn't represent Chicago artists. I know that you do a lot of work with the community. That's one thing you guys are known for. Where does that come from, the involvement of the community? Well, being a minority owner of business, I think uh, it's very important to give back to the community. We see there is a lot of people who don't get the chance to, to grow as we were fortunate to grow in our business. We'd really like to support that. What do you think about looking back as someone who came to this country, came to Chicago, and now you have a thriving business that your kids are gonna take over? I mean, do you ever take a moment to pat yourself on the back and say, good job? I mean, are you proud or are you just show up and do your work? Um, I am proud because we did a foundation for my kids and tomorrow, if we are not here, they will be able to take over and continue what Feroz and I loved. It's going to be to them to keep this place and remember us when we are not here. My mom and dad worked so hard to get us from point A to point B, and it's on Alicia and I to get us from point B to as high as we can possibly go. And if we plateau here, we didn't do enough. We need to do more for the community, we need to do more for our team, we need to do more for the brand, and we need to do more to push the envelope. And that's what our parents gave us, is that drive. So they got us here, but we're not stopping here. Frame Chicago is at 1627 North Clybourne in Lincoln Park. All right, our next story comes from the South Side, where an Inglewood resident is turning a landmark building into a cafe and community hub. Block Club's Otavia Reed has more details. Inglewood resident Jennifer Atkins received a $250,000 Adopt-A-Landmark grant from the city to transform the former Schlitz Tide Brewery House into a cafe. A Tide House, it's a tavern. So back in the day, people get off work, or really men, <laughs> get off work and they would go to the tavern to have a beer and talk about their day and talk about social things. When Prohibition started, they were shut down. And then when Prohibition ended in 1933, they opened back up and then they turned into bars and taverns and social places. She'll use the $250,000 to fix the roof on the 126-year-old building and begin building out an air fryer cafe where guests can stop by for healthy air fried food. She's on the building since 2018. It's a continuation of the work that she's been doing in Inglewood for years. It's a beautiful landmark building. At the time, I didn't know that it was a landmark building. My company, the Inglewood Real Estate Development Corporation, the 
goal there is to make spaces in Inglewood beautiful, livable, and places where people can work and be proud of. And she hopes to welcome guests by 2026. Thanks, Otavia. Now we'll head to Rogers Park, where neighbors are trying to save a historic building from the wrecking ball. As Block Club Chicago's Kaylee Paydar tells us, they've got at least one trick up their sleeve. Far north side neighbors and elected officials are trying to stop Loyola University from tearing down a building by pushing for landmark status and circulating petitions. In December, Loyola bought a building that houses three local businesses and 35 apartment units, intending to demolish it and redevelop the site. Located on West Loyola Avenue, the building is home to local art galleries and community gathering spaces like Archie's Cafe, and it has housed a variety of small businesses over multiple generations. The corner building's architecture is unique because it was built around the red line tracks. All the tenants will soon be displaced and many have said they can't afford to move elsewhere in the neighborhood. State Senator Mike Simmons said one of the biggest issues in his district is the loss of affordable housing in storefronts and that the planned demolition could worsen housing insecurity in the area. Hundreds of people have signed petitions asking Loyola officials to recognize the importance of the building and prioritize its tenants. Officials at the 49th Ward office are trying to find out if the building could qualify for landmark status, which would put an emergency hold on the demolition. A Loyola spokesperson told me that it will likely take years to redevelop the building. He said the university is starting to work with residential tenants to help them find affordable housing in the area. Thanks, Kaylee. You can find all of those stories on this week's On the Block, our TV show. It airs Thursday nights at 7 on The U and Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. on CW26 Chicago. We're also on the radio on Bob Surratt's Morning Show on 720 WGN. Here's some recent news from Jen Sabella and Seamus Toomey. Jen Sabella joins us. Calumet Fisheries is on its way to recovery, isn't it? It is. I was so happy to see this. They have redone the outside of Calumet Fisheries completely. The painting, the painted sign isn't up yet, but it looks like brand new, and they're working on the inside now. It was ravaged by a fire in November, um, just three days after it reopened following a failed health inspection, so lots of bad luck there um, this last late last year. So they said that they're planning to reopen by April, which is really exciting, and they want everything to go back to how it was, the smoked shrimp that everyone um, has come to love, all the smoked uh, fish there. So um, folks will be able to get their Calumet fishery fix this spring. Made famous by Anthony Bourdain and and others. With talk of the White Sox moving to the South Loop area, there is some concern in Bridgeport about what happens to those businesses if this really happens. What's the latest, Jen? Yeah, the White Sox are obviously considering moving to the South Loop. There's a lot of chatter. There's a lot of um, yesterday the mayor said he didn't rule out giving public funds to them to move to the 78. Um, But Bridgeport residents, and especially Bridgeport businesses, are pretty nervous about this. Um, We talked to the owner of Turtles and some other bars around the area, and they said this would really, really hurt their bottom line. They rely on the summer traffic that Sox games bring um, and that business there. Uh, The alderman also, uh, Nicole Lee in Bridgeport, is worried about the hole that would leave the stadium, all this parking, just how much space it takes up in the neighborhood. Um, So, you know, the aldermen and locals are kind of hoping um, the Sox will reconsider, and they're also hoping that if they don't reconsider, there's a planned 
some, something positive to the neighborhood that can come to that big space on 35th Street. Stay tuned for more on that for sure. Seamus Toomey now. I like this story about uh, bringing more joy to L riders. Tell us about this. L riders could uh, use a little bit more joy, um, <laughs> I, I would think. And uh, there's a group of uh, UIC students. These are um, uh, seniors majoring in urban studies. They've they've launched this uh, big survey where they're trying to get ideas for how to spruce up uh, a couple of different uh, CTA stations uh, for a start. And uh, and really, they like they say, bring a little bit more joy to them. Um, some of the ones that they're targeting, um, I would say, are are near joyless um the 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 roosevelt stop on the red line the clarkin division which is uh probably the bottom of my list and the uic stop uh so what they've done they've got a bunch of renderings with some ideas that some local architects have helped out with but uh you know some of them would be uh like a fake ivy wall some of like those instagram walls you Mm -hmm. see at bars in in that uh underground tunnel um (laughs) as well uh one of them was uh free pizza uh, they're suggesting maybe like Friday pizza day would be would be one of them. So yeah, I, I don't know. You know, it, it would probably get a crowd. I, I'm sure. Yeah, maybe wanna, too large a crowd. <laughs> too large a crowd, right? You've everyone jammed onto the train, all trying to eat their pizza at once. It seems like uh, seems like something to watch. But uh, yeah, they're collecting surveys. Are going to bring it all to the CTA and try to convince them to uh, implement some of the better ideas. So uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully, we'll see a little bit more joy. In the uh, South Loop, there's a space uh, where a comedy series has created uh, a huge demand there. It's a hot ticket, isn't it? It's really, yeah, it really is a hot ticket. It's been there for a couple years. It's called the Tight Ship Comedy Club, but um, it's really starting to take off a, a lot recently. It's uh, It had been based in the, um, it's a, a bar called Half Sour at 75 uh, uh, 755 South Clark Street in the South Loop. Uh, they've recently moved into the basement of the club, and it's uh, they they kind of turned it into like a speakeasy comedy club that's really getting a really big following. Um, so the they're excited about it. It's Chris Trani, uh, Jeff Brumfield, and Pat. Goldick. Um, they've been working on it uh, for a couple years now, uh, had moved from Roscoe Village and really just starting to see uh, a lot of excitement down in the South Loop, which which had been uh, sort of a comedy club uh, desert of sorts, but um, tight, tight Ship is there now. And we've got a story this morning also about um, a place in Hyde Park called Revival that is just moving to 906 South Wabash. So uh, if you're looking for comedy clubs in the South Loop, you're going to get more options. You don't necessarily have to go to the north side to crack up. Yeah, that's good news. There's a major fundraising campaign underway to save a um, historical mural. Uh, where Where is this mural, uh, Seamus? This mural's in the um, it's in the UE Hall, which is a union hall for the United Electrical, Radio, and Machine Workers Union, uh, 37 South Ashland, which is really just a couple blocks east of the United Center. Um, that neighborhood, as we always talk about, is gets hotter and hotter. And the union said, "We really don't need this size of a building anymore. It's starting to f- fall down a little bit and needs some work." So they're they're going to move to a smaller office, and but they've got this great mural inside inside their building. You can't really see it without visiting, but it's about 500 square feet. It wraps around an entire room and it shows uh, sort of a union history through the years, not just of their union, but some other movements. Um, It was painted about 50 years ago and they're trying desperately to preserve it. Uh, It it was, uh, as you can imagine, painted on the wall. So it's not 
It's not like uh, taking a painting off the wall and just moving it across town. They got to figure out a way to uh, to take these walls down and transport them to preserve it. So they've they've got a fundraising campaign. I I checked in on it and they're doing pretty well. They wanted about ten thousand uh, dollars to help with the work uh, and get it done. So it's it's getting close, but they're also going to fully digitize it and make 3D models of it and try to get it more out there to the public. So um, uh, it was done by John Pittman Weber and, Jose, and the late Jose Guerrero in 1973. And uh, uh, kids from the School of Art Institute helped paint it as well. So it's a, really a, a huge mural that they're just hoping to, to give a second life somewhere else in Chicago. More at blockclubchicago.org. Seamus Toomey, thank you. Enjoy the weekend. Thanks, Bob. And that'll do it for the Block Club Chicago podcast, our weekend It's All Good edition. For more on these stories and plenty more, head to blockclubchicago.org. I'm Meridian Fierro, and we'll drop more pods on you next week.